Hey, this is Troy Baker, also known as Snow Villiers. And this is Laura Bailey, also Sarah. <laughs> and you're listening to the Final Fantasy Union. Woohoo! Hi everyone and welcome to another special episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren, but we also have two very special guests with us today, don't we Lauren? I believe we do. I love it when they call us special. <laughs> I'm, not sh- I'm, not, I'm never sure exactly how to take that because in some connotation that could be bad, very bad. <laughs> but we'll take well, it we a good way in, yeah. yeah we need yeah, it in the positive yeah, it's definitely a good thing in this instance okay good mm-hmm. but in case you hadn't guessed one of our special guests is Troy Baker aka the voice of Snow from Final Fantasy 13 <laughs> and 13 Part 2 indeed but we're also joined by Laura Bailey that was me clapping Sarah. for Laura Bailey. Yeah, that wasn't me clapping for myself. <laughs> I'm a huge... Yeah. <laughs> she actually just applauded for herself. I'm amazing! Yay! <laughs> it's not often that you get a video game couple in the same interview together. That's right! Yeah, true. It's very true. It's very fitting. Very, very fitting. <laughs> in, in two ways, though, because, I mean, we also kind of have Catherine and um, Vincent oh, and as yeah. well, don't we? Yeah, that's right. And we actually have another game coming up soon where we're we're paired up again. It's true. Yeah, we get paired up a lot. We do. Baker. Not as often as I want, though. I know. And I have to say that that it gets a little weird when people make a Catherine reference because I mean you have to understand. I mean Laura and I are that's that's like my little sister. I literally came next door to come and talk with you guys right now because we live we're neighbors. So we're, we're you know we're really good friends. But then Catherine was you know we're jumping straight into this. But Catherine was <laughs> was definitely you know people like which Catherine would you choose? Would you choose K Catherine or C Catherine? I'm like, well, <laughs> visually it's really C Catherine. Creepy, yeah, it's kind of creepy, but yeah. So <laughs> it was like a Flowers in the Attic game. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. That was a great book. <laughs> it's a disturbing book. <laughs> Just a little bit. DC Andrews is a dark, dark individual. <laughs> this is going very well so far. That. They did, did they really? They made a, they made a yeah. horrible movie. And there's oh, no I can't way imagine that, they can that would make, be... Yeah, the book was so dark that, that, I mean, they. I think Disney was the one that ended up making it, so... <laughs> there's, 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 like, Disney. musical numbers. There's rats in my bed, and I'm sleeping <laughs> with my sister now, and Grandma is gonna try to kill us. <laughs> oh, my god! I gosh. think that scene was cut. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> After much deliberation. <laughs> yes. Wow. So this is going very well. Yeah, so, uh, so Final well. Fantasy. Huh? Final Fantasy, so. back on topic. Sorry. I promise no more coffee for the rest of the interview. I'm lying. Drinking coffee now. And there's the love. Okay, well, oh. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Lauren to say something. I'm sorry. Oh, she's supposed to be saying something no. now. I'm I just, sorry. I just gave okay. her a stern look and made sure to like, okay. you won't talk when you're supposed to. <laughs> All right. Then I'll, I'll say something then. Um, well, uh... Basically, um, a lot of people who submitted questions also submitted, uh, like, compliments and stuff. So, um, we're not going to feature them in the interview, since there was a lot of them. Um, but we just want to let you know that we sent them to Troy and Lara both. And um, so, they did get the compliments and all that stuff. Yes. And we collectively and all... thank you. Yes, very, very much. There you go. And I patted myself on the back and clapped and said, <laughs> I'm amazing, as I read <laughs> All right, well... Um, okay, well, 
for the first question, uh, we actually interviewed Ali Hillis a little while ago, and uh, the, the subject of snow and uh, lightning came up. So, Troy, the first question is to you, and is who do you think would f- win in a fight between you and Ali? Ali Hillis, absolutely. She's kind of tough. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a battle of wits or a battle of brawn. Ali would literally <laughs> kick my ass in any competition. <laughs> it's true. And I, I admit that with, with all humility. I wouldn't want to take Ali on. I mean, she's a tough she's chick. She's for real, yeah. She's a tough mm-hmm. chick. I love her She's madly. in really good shape. That's why, Yeah, she's, in, she's got guns. <laughs> yeah, Her she arms does. are like in better shape than mine. <laughs> But if it were a battle of Parcheesi, <laughs> I think it, uh, it could be a toss-up. You never know. You never know. But if it was definitely <laughs> a, a, a battle between snow and lightning, that, that would just go horribly wrong very quickly. <laughs> um, well, uh, this next question is more directed at Laura. And, so um, don't answer true, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they ask, um, I know, well, they said, I noticed that you play many, uh, you've played many different types of characters, such as Sherry Birkin in Read the Darkness Chronicles. Um, uh, Resident Evil, yeah. Catherine, yeah. Um, and this person's personal favorite is Sara Gunther from Valkyrie Con- uh, Chronicles. Uh-huh. How do you prepare yourself for such different roles? Um, well, it's hard because a lot of times with video games, uh, you don't get a lot of preparation. Um, you know, you'll audition and, and usually for auditions, you just get the page of sides and maybe a little description of the character. So you don't really know what the game's about. Um, and so when you go into a, uh, a session, you just kind of rely on what your director tells you and play it by ear. You know, with Catherine, even, uh, our, our director, Valerie, didn't, uh, want to tell me everything about my character in the beginning of the recording process because she wanted it to, uh, slowly reveal itself and she didn't want me to play that side of things too early in the game. So, I mean, I just kind of did what, what she told me the character was like and then when I realized, oh, Oh, there's something much darker going on here. <laughs> you know, then it was fun to be able to reveal that as well. Um, this is quite a deep one for you, Troy. Okay. Um, it's about Bioshock Infinite, and they ask mm. that. Apparently, in the podcast, it's, they've uh, been saying that you've had quite a lot of involvement with the character mm-hmm. of Booker, as much as Ken. And they're wondering how that differs uh, compared to having a role where it's a specific personality you have to portray. I would say that, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's as involved as Ken. I definitely think that Ken gives us a lot of license to to uh, help with the writing and, and really bring suggestions and, and different ideas or different takes on a scene to to the table. And that's that's kind of rare to do, especially in, in a big game uh, like Bioshock. And when you're talking a AAA title, for the most part, you've got a lot of people that are involved. You've got producers and writers and, you know, just a gaggle of people that are in the room. And everyone has their own ego involved and and their own kind of uh, stake that's invested. And for someone like Ken, who's not only the writer, he's also the director and he's also the president of the company and helps with the level design. I mean, he wears every hat that Irrational gives him and then some for him to be able to kind of strip himself of his own ego and, and really submit himself to his actors and to his writers and to the rest of his crew. I mean, I've sat in on meetings where they come up with ideas and it really is a collective effort to from soup to nuts to design the levels to come up with the stories everything that's an actual phrase I believe you I believe you <laughs> it's an actual phrase 
I looked it up on Wikipedia earlier. Um, <laughs> just been trying to find a way to sneak it into a conversation. Thank you. But um, you know, you know, Ken definitely listens to me, and it's it's very much of a of a symbiotic relationship. I have to listen and trust him, and and he listens and trusts me. When when I know that I can do something better, he's always willing to give me a shot. And a lot of times, it it doesn't work out. The, his original instinct or whatever is right, and I just kind of needed to work through it. But unfortunately, it's it hasn't been um, that prominent to do in video games. Um, it's getting more. Like The Last of Us is, is very much of a uh, Neil Druckmann and Ashley Johnson and and, and Bruce Straley. We we I just met with him yesterday about that as well. As far as really working through the characters and flushing out the story and everything, so. I think that people are understanding that that we as actors, especially when you have gamers that are actors that are coming in, we've we've got some input, and sometimes it's viable, and sometimes it's not. But it's always a great thing to have someone to uh, to have an open ear to bounce ideas off of. Also, what's it like? Um, obviously, with Final Fantasy, it's recorded in Japanese first. Uh, what is it like to do something where it's like completely original, like Bioshock Infinite or The Last of Us, like where you have nothing? to really go off of is it um is it easier for you or is it harder is it harder to like try to come up with it or it's more freedom yeah it's but it's definitely a double-edged sword because you know when you have an established franchise like like final fantasy even though each one is kind of non-sequitur um to be able to really have a through line that's that's clearly defined it's like this is where we start this is where we end these are the characters are and especially when you're coming back to do a sequel, you're even more dialed in. So you've got parameters that, that help you. To, you can you know, move within those parameters and kind of really experiment. When you take something that's a brand new, fresh IP, like even though Bioshock is you know, essentially a, a prequel um, to, to one, it's still it's kind of the same thing as Final Fantasy. It's using the name with a certain kind of tone, but it's a completely different game. It's, it's the game mechanics are different and, and the storyline and the characters and everything else is different. So we're really creating this thing from scratch and from the ground up. Same thing with The Last of Us. Um, I, I like that m- approach when you're creating something original with the directors and with the writers. Um, I like being involved in that process. I don't think it's easier. I think it's actually harder because you're you're really watching this thing form from this nebulous idea into you know uh, existence into reality. So it just really depends. I prefer it, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily easier. No, there's a lot more responsibility. Yeah, for sure. A lot more on the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Well, um, Laura, when uh, obviously in Thirteen Part Two you're playing the main character, mm-hmm. do you feel that you had a closer connection with her because of this? Um, well, she's definitely more fleshed out in the second one for sure. Um, you know, in the first one, you, you get little snippets of Sarah, and you see that she's got a strong character, but um, she doesn't get a lot of opportunities to really show that. And and so in the second one, to be able to take her from more of the gentle nature that she has to where by the end, you know, she has a lot more strength. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I was closer to the character in, in the second one. It was kind of funny because when we did the first one, it was like, yay. And then Sarah's like, kind of like, I'm still here. Yeah, I'm, guess what? I'm, I'm going to record now. Okay, I'm gone again. And we joked about it. It was like, well, maybe you'll come back and you'll be a bigger character. In and the I was like, one. yeah, right, whatever. And then I found out, yeah, okay, they're doing a sequel. It was pretty awesome. Ba-bam. And then it was like this total flip of the characters. Like, sweet, we're doing a sequel. Because I am. Awesome. A- I make a cameo. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, uh, 
because I am a big fan of Final Fantasy, and so when I found out I was cast in it, I was like really, really happy, and then also kind of bitter about the fact that I wasn't <laughs> really, really in it in the first one, and so you were my main was, motivation <laughs> for everything, for being. It felt so good. That, it felt good. So does that mean that you do you both play the games? Then I know Troy. You said that you played the games in the past, but. Uh, Laura Bailey, do you play it as well? I, <laughs> oh my God, I'm a, I'm a I'm a bit of a gamer. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely play. I, you know, what's a sad thing to admit though is that I didn't play Final Fantasy 13 because one of the big draws of Final Fantasy for me is discovering the story as you're playing, and then when you're involved in the process and you know what the story turns out to be, it's kind of not as fulfilling to play the game through. Do you like um, to be surprised? I like to be surprised by the story. So, I mean, I played I played uh, Saints Row after we already recorded <laughs> all of it. Oh my god, that game. Have you played Gangsters that in Space? Game. I haven't played Gangsters in Space, but so I good. love that game so much. It is so much fun to play. And even though I know what the story is going to be, there's doesn't just... doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's not quite the same. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'll say this. This is how much of a fan of, of lore as I am. I am... I, I'm a huge narcissist. So when, you know, I, I play the default player character, but because Saints Row, you can customize your character. And everyone from Laura to uh, Robin and Downs to... Um, uh, Tara Platt, mm-hmm. everyone that did, you know, the the other versions of the character, depending upon how you customize it, everyone did a bang up job. But Laura is the only other person that I've actually played as, <laughs> and it makes me a little jealous at times because her choices sometimes are better than mine, <laughs> and I feel a little afraid. Oh, no, it. true story. No, there's like some. Re- you've had some really, really. Uh, there was some fun stuff. I, w- I won't give anything away, but definitely please, if, if you bought um, uh, Saints Row, there's the DLC. There's, there was the Genki Bowl, which is really cool and just yeah. chaotic mayhem. But Gangsters in Space, which came out last Tuesday, is hilarious. That was so much fun to record because we were playing that we were bad actors. And so as we were reading the lines, it was you could go completely over the top. As and far be. as we wanted to. <laughs> It was... I'll help you, princess. It was so awesome. I went to the Keanu Reeves School of Acting just so I could do the DLC pack. It was, it was a lot of fun. Nine ninety five, and it's all online. Yeah. And he, he just compliments you. He just sends you an email when you've completed the course that says, Whoa. I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Now you do, too. Yeah, I have to get it. All right. Uh, well, this next question is... Uh, you have no idea what to do. We're just like... What I, what I imagine in my head is that throughout this entire interview, they're going to they're gonna play yakety sacks throughout the entire... It's going to be like a Benny Hill episode. It's be great. We're actually running around the booth right now. In bikinis. Um, in bikinis. Well, this next one is... Uh, were you happy or disappointed that Lightning did not punch... No, in Final Fantasy thirteen too. Was that for Troy or Laura? Troy. Because hopefully the answer I hope is... She <laughs> we'll go for both. I don't know. We could do it for both. Yeah. Sarah happy? Um, Snow was a bit of a dick in the second one, wasn't he? Snow was a bit of a dick in the second one? I mean, come on. <laughs> I think he was... I, I was bitter as what? I was recording it. I was like, <gasps> what? What is happening right now? Well, and not to give any spoilers for people who uh People who haven't played the game yet. But you should have seen his face <laughs> while he did that. <laughs> Just kind of stroked out there for a second. Um, I, 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 
I think I know what scene you're talking about, and I don't think uh-huh. I was a dick. I think it played to the scene. You had your reasons. I understand. Yeah, but I, I thought I thought that played to the scene. I don't think that I wasn't disappointed. I I actually have been waiting for that that altercation to happen to where it comes to physical blows. <laughs> but then again, I empathize with my character, and I I know that Snow would just cry like Aww. a bitch if he got hit by lightning. <laughs> So no, I'm I'm not disappointed that did uh, that it did not happen. I do have a soft spot for Snow. I do too. I must say, if only because he gets picked on a lot. Yeah. I mean, Noel and then like Hope and then Noel and it's just nobody like, gets picked on more on. than Hope. Not only in the game but I mean, in, real, in life. real life. I mean, God bless him. But wow. <laughs> he, oh Hope. Oh oh dear Hope. <laughs> oh dear dear effeminate Hope. <laughs> Dear, dear misguided, impudent hope. So what was it like uh, recording some of the live trigger cutscenes? Because some of them are a bit uh, off the wall. Oh, yeah, they are, aren't they? I remember one where I got asked, um, what is snow like or something? And we were recording this. I mean, it was the longest paragraph of, oh, my God, he's amazing. And da, 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 da. Why did I never hear this? Jack intentionally did not play that. I don't me. know, but it, they ended up taking it and speeding it up, and then pitching it up. Oh, it's hilarious. The more and more that it's she talks, so and it, it it's completely off the wall. It's it was pretty awesome. I haven't seen this, and yeah. I would love to play. It's on YouTube. I want that to be like. I think it's like Easter egg or something. I'm gonna make that my um, my alarm tone when I wake up. So that's how I wake <laughs> up. So I'm both validated and annoyed every morning. <laughs> it would it would do the job. No, it was All right, fun, yeah. So um, this is directed at you, Troy, again. Here we go. Um, <laughs> have you ever referred to yourself as a hero? Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> time to contemplate this well, one. What's great is, is you guys think that I'm trying to think of, of a, uh, like a, a, a moment when I might have done that. I'm actually trying to think of the best joke that I could make of that line. <laughs> uh, in, in actual real life, I don't think I would ever, ever have referred to myself as a hero. I think, I think Travis Willingham uh, he's definitely has definitely referred to himself as a, So I would, if he were here, I would definitely turn that question over to him and he would unequivocally <laughs> answer like, it. Well, yeah. well, yes, thank yeah. you. I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> we love Travis. Yes. I do. I do love Travis. You have to love him. You're married to him. Yeah, that's right. The death do you part, <laughs> which could be interesting. That would be like the clashing of two sons. No? All right. I see it in my head. But this is great, because all these little jokes that I'm telling you, they're matched with mental imagery in yeah. my mind. And so in my mind, they are brilliant. <clears throat> really amazing. I guess it just kind of falls flat. Uh, is this going to become a TV show, uh, The Mind of Troy uh, Baker? It already is. <laughs> It already is. In my mind. In, mind. in my mind. In his mind, he's the Big Bang Theory. That's he it. is the Big Bang and the Big Bang Theory. All you Eddie Izzard fans out there, in my mind. <laughs> Put it out the window of my Ferrari. In my mind. Continue on. I'm sorry. So yeah, it, it okay. sounds like you guys have a blast when you're recording. What are some of your fondest memories uh, of recording this latest game? I would definitely say my my favorite memory of doing 13-2 is was when the check came in because you know it's, it's it's those moments when you realize that it's really it is worth it's about it, the all art. the hard work it's about the art yeah now i would say my, my favorite memory and they intentionally withheld it from me um until the appropriate moment but it was finally understanding why snow wears a do-rag in 13 <laughs> 
Because when there's that hair reveal, I was like, dear God in heaven. That might have been one of my favorite moments, too. Actually. It was like between 13.1 and 13.2, Snow went Super Saiyan and, and then like got, got into a lot of glam metal and then came out with that. I remember the moment of seeing it and going, what? <laughs> Why? Happened. Why did they do that? What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment? Besides that. Um, oh, no. I can't think of my favorite. I'm thinking of my saddest moment. Oh, is that, that's Can a I good go one. there? Go, here, go with your saddest moment. Yeah. Um, when Snow takes off the do-rag. That was my... It was... I started <laughs> sobbing, actually. No, I, well, I don't want to... I don't want to, like, give any spoilers. So it's hard Can to, you like, don't surround it? Huh? Can you, Can dance, you dance around, around it? it? Um, well, okay. Um, I didn't... Oh, I don't know. Um, nobody told me what where the story was going to go, you know. Uh, I kept asking, and, and it was funny because they were writing it as we were recording it, so nobody, not even Jack, our director, knew the final outcome of what was going to happen as we were doing it. Um, you know, and there are so many different endings and everything, but uh, so they all knew what was going to happen, and nobody told me. Until we went in the day to record because they didn't want me to have any kind of reaction to it. Um, and so that day it was. I, you automatically I, go to the worst place. Oh I'm going to die. Gosh. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die. I, yeah. Die. So I was. Uh, I was not happy, and I was. It was. It was really sad. Jack took me out for drinks after we recorded that session because Aww. he's like, "Oh." I think everyone sweet. knows what you're talking yeah. about. By the way. Yeah. So, but it's, I mean, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Jack Fletcher is amazing. He's a wonderful man. And we man. can't, we can't say enough about that guy. He, he really, so much uh, of the good stuff is really owed to him. Credit should go to him yeah. because um, the guy just cares so much and he's such a brilliant director and he trusts his actors and, and really lets us make our, um, our own choices. And then when they're bad choices, he goes, okay, cut that out. <laughs> don't use that. Okay, don't do that. That was great what you just did, except for it was awful. He's a, he's a very dulcet tone man. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think Jack gets enough credit, and he really, really should. Yeah. So you guys have uh, got quite a lot of fans. What have been some of your most awkward, but also favorite moments when uh, dealing with them? Right now. Yeah. Um, favorite moments are, uh, you know, when, when you're at a, a convention or something, and somebody comes up to you and, and tells you that, something you worked on changed their life in some positive way yeah. you know uh, a, a wonderful little girl with Asperger's came up and told me that that watching Fruits Basket helped her identify her emotions better and she was able to function so much I mean it was it was amazing to hear it and you know that's that's what it's that's when you feel really good about what you do yeah I mean, there's moments, especially because a lot of people that go to conventions, it's just like us. We're, we're badge-wearing nerds, too. And, and everybody has someone that they idolize yeah. for, for whatever reason. And it's, it's interesting once you, you get to a point where someone really appreciates what you've done, that you understand how weird it is for the people that you idolize, too. And it's just like <laughs> this never-ending chain. And I'm sure William Shatner's just like, I don't really do anything that special. <laughs> I'm not that big of a deal, um, but it, those those are the really cool moments. I mean, we've I've, I've gotten letters before from people. There's the same thing. It's like something that you've done has resonated with me on, and I, I understand, I get it that this is an entertainment medium, 
but there was something that you did that was transcendent and, and really impacted me in a positive way. And because of that, I want to do this. That's what I like. Yeah. Hearing. Not just that mm. it was cool and I enjoyed it. I like that too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like that's really well, that's, cool. That's what you're saying. It's, it's yeah. that what you did prompted me to do something better in my life. Yeah. And I think that we have the opportunity to be a part of something that isn't just entertainment, but that, I mean, you look at Catherine, you look at um, Persona 4, which we were both a part of, and those are dealing, even Final Fantasy as well, are dealing with some really, really tough taboo topics. Yeah. And it's an interesting way. Like, I've had a lot of people, I played Kanji Tatsumi in Persona 4, and a lot of people, people come out to me and say, listen, what your character did, that gave me the strength to come out, you know, and, and, and finally admit that I'm a homosexual. And it's, it's like, I had no idea that that character had or that game had the ability to do something like that. So I think that uh, video games as a narrative and, and as a, not just an entertainment medium, but actually as something that's more profound than that, I think there's even more so than TV and film because you're observing those things. And, but you're and, part of it. You're, it's games, interactive. You're I mean, you're, you're creating it as you're going along. And you have consequences to your choices. You yeah. know, there's, if I go here, I mean, mm-hmm. I, even in Mario Brothers, if I jump here, <laughs> I die, you know. So it's no video game, or video games are the only things that really have those those um, opportunities, more even more so than TV and film. And that's yeah. why I like doing those so much. Mm-hmm. Definitely. See, I can get well, serious. Are, See? I'm so proud of you, Troy. <laughs> Coffee's wearing off. <laughs> So, uh, what are some of your favorite characters that you voice acted? For? Laura Bailey. Oh gosh. No, that's my answer. Oh wow. Laura Bailey. <laughs> that's my favorite character. That Troy I've Baker had. does the voice of all my characters. Yes. Of me I, in I, real life. I, I this is Troy Baker right Kine? now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, even Kine. Oh my gosh, for a she Laura was Laura Bailey type. We're getting Troy. Get me Troy Baker. <laughs> get me Troy Baker. <laughs> get him on the phone. Um, favorite characters. Um, I've. I really like doing uh, Kira Carson in The Old Republic. Um, she's a really fun, sarcastic sort of character, and uh, it's different than a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, I loved playing the player in Saints Row. That's so much fun. And, and I know you, you said you, you like, so that I did a good job in it, but honestly, I feel like, because with all the, the, the cutscenes, you know, Troy went in and he recorded first, and so all of us, uh, the other player characters came in afterwards and had to match Troy's timing <laughs> which is an interesting process because Troy has Everybody a wonderful way of speaking me. yeah so I mean he's amazing amazing and it honestly made me jump out of my own shell of this is the way that I'm going to read this line and it makes you do it in a different way and it opened my mind up uh, in ways of seeing other other ways to read, you know, other ways to... It's because I'm an idiot. To play it. I'm no, it's... The, the, line, the line simply could be, you know, get out of the car. That's the line. And for some reason, my dumbass had to make it weird and go, just, come on, man. Get, 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 out, get out of the car. Get Which out of the car. Which is a great thing to try to match. Yeah, uh, so when someone else has to do that, I mean, people literally like throwing down headphones going, I quit. I, I can't. Hey, I can't. try back up. <laughs> Robin Downs uh, was like, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. But... But I mean, because we weren't just matching, you know, you matched the timing, but you didn't have to match the same performance. Right. And I just thought it, it was just really, really awesome. And it was a fun experience. And thank you, Troy. For, even though it was very difficult, it, it increased my skills. I, I liked um, I liked doing snow. I mean, playing being in a Final Fantasy game, period, was was a big banner day for me. That, that was that was a big feather in my cap. And it, um, it, I think it really kind of propelled me. I think it was a... a 
I want to reduce it to a stepping stone, but I definitely think that being in a, in a huge game like that, people kind of took notice. And I'd done other video game roles before, but never in that kind of capacity. And Jack Fletcher took a shot and, and a real big chance on me, and it just worked out. I, I just happened to be a good fit for it. Um, and I think since then, there's there's something that happens when you are in when you're given an opportunity to really show what you can do and you do it well and and you're surrounded by people that help you to to do it well that just instills this confidence in you and so that allowed me to kind of start doing other stuff and being more free and and not be afraid to make stupid choices and uh definitely final fantasy is one of my favorite all time and just for for many reasons being able to work with Laura and Ali and and Reno and and um, Georgia and everybody else I was in that and Jack Fletcher of course and, and just to be in a Final Fantasy game which is as a diehard it's pretty freaking pretty, awesome that was pretty freaking rad <laughs> and then same thing doing Saints Row because we've worked on that game for almost two years straight yeah and um, wow. and we're still working on it you know there's still more DLC that are coming down the pike and they've really invested a lot to the game and the writing is brilliant on it um, and the then, writing is so good the writing is awesome. <laughs> Um, and then um, I, I really have to say that Bioshock and, and Last of Us, those are, those are definitely going to go down in, in, as two of my favorite things to ever be a part of. Again, as a gamer, Bioshock is huge. And it's such a smart mm-hmm. game. It's so incredibly cerebral. Um, and, and Ken is, is really a good writer and he's a good creator in the way that his mind works scares me. And the yeah. same or more could be said of Neil Druckmann and Bruce Traley for, for The Last of Us. I, I really feel that that um, there's the joke going around Naughty Dog office right now saying this is the last game we're going to make because it's just it's really really pushing the boundaries of of um, it's it's visceral it's it's going to be dark and I don't think anybody's prepared for for what Naughty Dog's capable of with that because you've had Jack and Dexter Crash Bandicoot and Uncharted you know it hasn't really been yeah. a dark tone game and this is really really dark it's 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 going to be really uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a ride. I can tell you that much. And it's cool when you get to establish a character, not just vocally but physically as well. Yeah. You know, uh, with the Naughty Dog properties, to get to go in and you know completely encompass the character. It is your emotions. Yeah. It is your physicality They've got in a that guy, character. It's, it's really awesome. We do the motion capture where we wear the stupid suits and and they capture all of our performance and, <laughs> and, and look amazing <clears throat> in those there's, suits. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really cool because it strips you down. You're like, all right, no to ego. I have, I have absolutely no, there's nothing about. Me I am in copy. spandex right now. I'm but like, they, you know, a lot of people do facial <laughs> recognition uh, different ways. You you've got it where you can do the dots on the face and the different mocap cameras uh, capture your movement that way. Um, you can do it to where they use like a company called Image Metrics, which takes a really high scan uh, image of your face and applies that to a model. The way that Naughty Dog does it is we shoot everything with like a three or four camera setup and they've got a guy that's focused on my face and there's one guy at Naughty Dog named Tal that goes in frame by frame of every video that we shoot for every scene and literally animates hand animates my character Joel and said Neil will sit there with him and go okay see how he raised his eyebrow there make make Joel do that too and so they're literally being that meticulous and that, awesome. that involved That's so he's amazing. very familiar with your face yeah to, to, he's like I, we walked in and he just kind of had like this like look on his face like completely watched he goes I know your face so well <laughs> and it wasn't a good thing he was like I'm tired of seeing your face go away um, the first time that I actually showed up in the Naughty Dog office um uh, nobody, they almost wouldn't let me in. They were like, and who are you? I was like, I'm, I'm 
Troy Baker, and why are you here? Uh, I played Joel. Yeah, and who are you, and why are you here? Be, nobody could put it together that I was actually playing this character because it's just so different from, from who I am. <laughs> it really is. There was a, there was a really you cool... You look just like... I, I Just like him. Like who, Joel? Yeah. No, if anybody's seen it, it looks like... <laughs> I'm looking at his face right now. It's like here. Josh Bolin on a really <laughs> bad day. Um, there was this one moment, just just kind of give you an idea of... of how cool and open Naughty Dog is. We're on the stage and we're doing this one scene and we've done it two or three times and Neil Druckmann walked over to me and he goes, I'm just going to tell you one thing. And he just dropped this little, you know, bomb of wisdom on me. And he goes, let me see what you do with that. And it completely, I I had no idea. It was it was such a twist. So, I mean, that really speaks to him, not only as a writer, but as a director and to Naughty Dog for their process as far as how they really care about the performances and, and, and how they're willing to go about doing that and completely experiment. So that was a cool story. It was very vague, and I wish I could give you details. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is that it was good. Do, do you guys find, find, it, uh, find it quite surreal when you um, go and play a game that you've been the voice actor in? Do you find it weird to sort of hear yourself and hear yourself interacting with people you know, um, but in character? You know what's strange is that I have a weird disconnect when I'm playing a game that I was a voice in. I, you know, I'll, I'll recognize other people, but I don't think about the fact that it's me doing really? the voice. Yeah, like when I, I mean, I obviously played as myself in Saints Row and stuff, but I didn't ever go, oh, that's me, I'm running around, you know, like... Did you ever like? I just was like, dude, my chick is a badass. <laughs> yeah. But did you ever like? Were there ever moments where like? <laughs> I remember doing that line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I'm I'm my own worst critic, and it depends on what it is. Like when it's in Saints Row, it's just buckle up and enjoy the ride. Um, when it's other really serious dramatic stuff, I have a tendency to um, really overanalyze, and I have to do what Laura does, which is that disconnect of of being able to say, okay, this is just the character and let it sit because there's nothing I can do to make this better now. Right. But I still like those moments when I'm actually surprised when I thought something oh, was wow, going that, to work. Oh, wow, that turned out really... Yeah, that was actually good. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite scenes to, to still go back and watch is um, from Brothers in Arms. Uh, I played a character named Matt Baker and the last Brothers in Arms that they did, uh, Hell's Highway, the last cinematic scene in that it was really, really cool and it was... I remember... I'm very fond and, and that, that scene means a lot to me because of not only... The scene is incredibly deep and, and dramatic, but also uh, the, cir- the circumstances when we were actually recording the line. I was actually speaking to a very dear friend of mine, and it's uh, in the game. I'm, I'm talking to my dear friend who's been paralyzed, and it was just a really cool emotional scene. It was one of the first times that I had a chance to really do an emotional, dramatic scene in a game, and I still go back and watch it, and that's the one where I can just look at it and go, that still stands up and, and holds up as a good scene, so... I think there's a disconnect. I, yeah. I love playing the games that I'm in. I I can't wait once once I've done something. I'm like when does it come out? Oh, to buy it for yeah. good or for bad. And like Catherine was one of those ones where we had no idea it was going to be as successful. as No, it was. yeah. And we we get to go back and we did all of those standalone. And, and a lot of times I had the benefit of listening to what other people had done. But it's just so cool to go and watch that game and see how it all came together because it really did come together well. It's a good cast. All right. Um, our last question, oh. and this is sort of uh, going along with um, spoilers, which we will not mention, but have either of you have been back to record anything new for Final Fantasy? I have I not. I haven't. There's nothing no. that I could... There, they found us. We're in Vietnam. Yeah. Sorry, there's a helicopter. <laughs> Very um, loud. We, uh... I... I, I th- 
the last stuff that we did was before the game shipped. So yeah. there, I don't think there's... Gotcha. We, ha- we don't know of anything. You guys will find out when we do. I can tell you that much. Square Enix keeps Yeah, they really the do. Wraps. They didn't I, even I, tell the ending of the game to Laura. I know. They didn't, I didn't know. even know there was a sequel until I saw it online. I was like, oh, I guess I'm, I'm going to be in a sequel. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So... It's like the game is coming out in five oh, weeks. Oh, wait. oh, okay. Weird. Fine. <laughs> I mean, it, so does that mean you guys have recorded the DLC already then? I don't know of any stuff that was DLC. Uh, there was nothing that was... The only DLC stuff I remember was like the, the costume DLC. I don't I don't remember. I don't... Because uh, all of it happened all at the same time. So I don't know if there was any... And understand a uh, lot okay, of times. there's going to be lots of story DLC. So Snow's going to have his own episode. And stuff. That'd be good. Oh, really? It's uh, understand this. A, I believe so. a lot of times when we record, there's sometimes they denote when something is uh, specifically for DLC, and other times it's just you know this is part of gameplay. So we don't know exactly. And a lot of times DLC is content for the game that uh, either didn't fit in story wise, or they couldn't fit it on the disc, or yeah. well, that's never the case with Final Fantasy because it ships with like twenty discs, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but a lot of times it'll be that it's like we're going to cut this level but we're now because of DLC which I love the advent of DLC it's um, like Modern Warfare is coming out with a new map pack every month until September Uh, Saints Row is coming out with DLC yeah you're welcome I can't wait for that (laughs) (laughs) Travis and I play Call of Duty like almost every night Um, but the Saints Row is coming out with DLC a lot because it, it, it adds value benefit to the uh, to the game that you buy. So, but we a lot of times we don't know um, when that's going to be DLC or if it's just going to end up in the game. Yeah, what he said. D- ditto. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh. All right, guys. Thank you so much for talking to us again. Yes, it was a pleasure. Thank before you. before you disappear, though, um, some people have requested you say certain things. If that's okay, okay. The, the old favorite. Everyone would like to hear you say "Still God" one last time. Still God. I'm gonna give you one more. <laughs> Hang on. <'cause> I'm <laughs> he's he's adjusting his levels. I'm like an engineer. Still God. There we go. That's that was nice. Oh, <laughs> and I personally would like to hear. A, a, a Sarah type line because we have some um, younger audience members but spoken as kind of now you tell a us that we have <laughs> oh great <laughs> yeah. sorry about my uh, cussing earlier um, Sarah line in Kaine's yeah. voice basically oh just gosh. like Kaine without the cursing <laughs> we, we were just is that even how possible Kine, how Sarah would sound with some, some real attitude because she's very nice she is very nice. I don't even know if I could go there. Now I'm picturing S- Sarah with some extra stuff between her legs. Wow. <laughs> um, wow. I know. That's a dark image. <laughs> um, all I can think of is wise you. Um, Snow, I love you so much. Get over here. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think if Kaine and Lightning were in the same game, they'd just have a tag team. Oh my gosh, they would snow. kick so much butt. Wow. It would be amazing. Snow would be just snow would know what to do. In fear. In fear. He's like, I'm just going to go and hide in the corner over here, guys. As, as is the most case when, when guys are faced with the opportunity for two women, it's like, we, we don't know what we're going to do. With that. Uh, freeze. Sorry. Love you. <laughs> it's gross. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having us on. Very, very much. No problem. Okay, well, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Final Fantasy, and we are number one. 
You can, of course, catch all our coverage at FinalFantasyUnion.com along with all our Final Fantasy news. And we should have a few more interviews lined up in the future, so be sure to check back for those. Mm-hmm. So thanks a lot for Lauren uh, for joining <laughs> me on this. No problem. And this is Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>